2: You are now listening to the dynasty
0: rewind
2: what is good everybody welcome back to the dynasty rewind the best in the business is back in business i'm your host michael bauer joined today by my faithful host we got a christian chevin nudie and phil porkman simmons gentlemen how are we tonight
3: just dapper Hello. You know, the Bears are somehow two and one and they haven't thrown the ball and completed 10 passes in a row in a game. So, you know, how does that happen? I don't understand.
1: Yeah, I was reading something like the Bears have actually as bad as their offense is. They've scored more points than like seven or eight other teams in the NFL, including like the Buccaneers and I think the Packers as well. So, hey, I mean, Justin Fields is out playing Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers from uh, offensive scoring. Watch out. The Watch two out. teams Who I cheer him? for,
3: one has not led the game on an offense possession yet, in the Cardinals, and the other team hasn't completed ten passes at a game. So I mean, <laughs> fandom is great. Fandom is
0: it's up here. It, it is. It is also, definitely
2: awesome. We're three and zero. Jalen Hurts is the greatest quarterback of all time. So
0: yes, Mike, Michael has finally acknowledged uh, Jalen Hurts as his tribal chief. Best wow. ever, and tribal he is chief. going to be. MVP. he's gonna Not
1: be MVP anytime soon because Lamar Jackson Lamar is Jackson is killing it bro <laughs> And we should be three0 if it wasn't for our defense just an amateur hour against the Dolphins in the fourth quarter but Lamar Jackson I mean he's this is this is an improvement upon this 2019 season so far this is ridiculous yeah.
2: man I also want to say uh to a, what are you doing man tell me that wasn't a concussion last week I mean, like you saw him just fall over. Was back yeah. spasms? Look, my back hurts all the time. <laughs> that didn't look like a back spasm. All right, no. he looks like he drank too much and fell over, which yeah. sounds like head trauma to me. So, nice try, Mike McDaniels. I don't care what you identify as. Get two out of the game. Keep him happy and healthy. Would you guys like to do a dynasty price check? It's
1: one of sure. my favorite things to do.
2: I love price checks. Really lets you know what's going on. Talk about some good value. We're going to be talking about wide receivers exclusively, specifically the top 12 Dynasty wide receivers right now. So we just want to let you know, what does it cost to acquire a top 12 Dynasty wide receiver? Do we want to acquire these guys? Are they worth it? And, you know, we're going to see if the deal's off. What do we need to do to make this happen? Here we go. Let's start it off. Dynasty wide receiver number one, Justin Jefferson Nate. Question for you. Yeah. Would you rather have Justin Jefferson or Jameson Williams a mid 23 first and a late 23 first?
1: Go ahead. Hey, you know I love my 23 firsts. We know I sure do. And I, I like Jamison Williams quite a bit. Um, I actually had Jamison Williams as my wide receiver two, um, in this draft, if he was completely healthy. Um but man, I love scoring fancy points. And Justin Jefferson, I can't move him, man. I can't move him for mid and late first rounds. Um, even as much as I love the twenty three class, you know, it, it, the farther back you go in the first, the the more likely you are to to miss. You know, if it was two firsts that were guaranteed to be like in the top three or four, sure, you know, I can reset my entire team like that. But uh, and Jamison Williams, like I said, I do love Jamison Williams, but. Hey, I'm in Ross St. Brown's looking pretty good. Not that I think it's going to be an issue for Jamison Williams, but maybe Jamison Williams doesn't have, you know, an elite target share. Maybe he you know, is a slightly better NFL player than fantasy player when he comes back on the field. So for me, I got to take Justin Jefferson. This guy is still super young, and he's got a decade left of elite fantasy points for my team. So I can't pass it up. I can't pass up the good thing I have. Because Justin Jefferson is that good, it's not always there's, greener on the other side, right? Yeah,
2: that is true. So there's a possibility Justin Jefferson gets a quarterback upgrade at some point too. And to me, this makes sense. Justin Jefferson, if you're contending, rebuilding the other side might make a little more sense. But I still yeah. keep Justin Jefferson. All right, so let's move on. Jamar Chase, receiver number two, Chev. Would you rather have Jamar Chase or? Saquon Barkley, a resurgent Saquon Barkley, I might add, a mid-23 first and a late-23 first.
3: Yeah, and this one's a little bit different for me from the Jefferson because I'm getting a player that's actually a little bit established and he's actually done something in the NFL so far. So I honestly think if I was offered that trade, I would probably take it just because I know I'm getting Saquon who has stepped up his game this season. He actually looks healthy, a little bit more explosive. And those two firsts, They're just icing to the cake there. Now, Chase is an incredible wide receiver, but I can't pass up on three assets that could be solid. At least I have one that I know is going to be getting me fancy points right from the get-go. So that is what really kind of pushes it over the edge for me. rather than the Justin Jefferson one where we're getting Williams and we don't know exactly what his role is going to be. We know they're going to try to feed Saquon Barkley. He's going to be one of their main assets. He's probably going to get 15 rushes, probably get five targets a game. Like that, That's pretty dang good as a running back. So I'm going to go with Saquon in
1: the two first for this one. Yeah, you know, some, some advice whenever you know, you're looking at first-round picks and you have an idea of early, mid, late, Mm-hmm. Look at your history of first round picks because especially with late first round picks, how do you do with late first round picks? It's easy. The, the early ones, they're easy. I mean, mm-hmm. hey, you you knew you had to pick Brees Hall this year. Next year, you're going to know you're going to pick Bijan Robinson or CJ Stroud if you need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. The late ones are hard. So like, hey, a late 23 first, I can get the next Jahan Dotson because that's who I picked up in the late first this year. Or I mm-hmm. go back a couple years and – hey, I'm picking up a lot of LaVisca Chennault, you know? So, you know, it can go either way.
3: And those mid 1st I mean, we're looking at Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and there, there's a lot of good wide receivers that are going to be coming out again next year. So, I mean, there you can you can find the next Jamar Chase. I mean, even Jamar Chase is a guy that I felt slipped pretty a decent amount in our rookie draft just because of what scouts were saying. He's dropping passes. He's not looking great like – that maybe that probably bumped him back a few spots too, and sometimes those diamond in the roughs can can slide back for you.
2: Hey, hey you know Sterling Shepard's out now. Saquon's gonna have to take on a bigger role because uh, Kenny Galladay is clearly not getting any targets. Actually, Saquon Barkley sh- has more targets, receptions, and yards <laughs> receiving than
3: uh, Kenny Galladay does. So, mm-hmm. glad we know. told everybody to fade him last year. It's true, uh, Yep. Yep.
2: Yeah. Listen to us. And while you're doing that, why don't you go ahead, head on over to Apple and give us a nice five-star review. Let everybody know how much you love the Dinosaur Rewind. Why does that help? I'm glad you asked. Basically, when you do more reviews, what that does is it pumps us up in the algorithm and just lets people know, hey, check these guys out. Just like Pork is going to talk about Jalen Waddle. So, Pork, would you rather have Jalen Waddle or Terry McLaurin a mid-23 first in a mid-23 second?
0: All right. So uh, as much as I like Terry McLaurin, um, that's one thing we've been um, constantly talking about this offseason. Is Terry McLaurin really the wide receiver one there with Jahan Dotson? Um, He's getting targets, yes, but Jahan Dotson is kind of, to me, slightly outplaying him at this point. Um, Right now, they don't really have a good quarterback, as we can see from this past week. And I don't think he's gonna be able to support both of them. So in this case, I'm gonna take the Jalen Waddle, which Bob has been saying is probably the real wide receiver one in Miami and it's looking true. Um the the second week two he had nineteen targets, which sounds outrageous. But we saw what he did last year. Last year he was a really, really good receiver for the team when it was just him as a rookie and he had the uh he, he had a chance to actually win offensive rookie year if it wasn't for Justin Herbert balling out the way he did. Um Waddle's still twenty-three years old. Um, we see what he can do. He's actually has the potential to be a wide receiver one. When we all think that Terry McLaurin is is could be a wide receiver one, but it hasn't happened yet. We we saw the the talent that Jalen Waddle has at this point. So I think I would rather trust him instead of trying to get a vet that we haven't seen be a wide receiver one yet in this league. Um, over those two picks, especially that second. I think Jalen Waddle will outperform um, anybody that's going to be drafted in a second round pick for next year. Yeah. I want to do
2: a real quick would you rather. Would you rather have player A, which is 22 receptions, 181 yards, and two touchdowns? Would you rather have player B, which is 12 receptions, 235 yards, and one touchdown?
0: Anyway. I'd take two. Hey, I mean, you would take, take A? Take everyone with mm-hmm. So basically,
2: everyone just took Curtis Samuel over Terry McLaurin. <laughs> yes.
0: So imagine, you
2: could, you could upgrade technically by moving on from Terry McLaurin to Curtis Samuel right now, which I told everybody in the summer, I was high on him, you could probably get more back just for sake. So there you go, Curtis Samuel doing it up. So let's move on, shall we? And I am going to talk about Cooper Cup. Would I rather have Cooper Cup or... DK Metcalf, a late 23 second and a 24 second. I'm going to stick with Cooper Cup. Um, man, the Seahawks, I know DK Metcalf still looks good. I know he does. But the Seahawks are a mess right now. I think we could see that. Hey, you know what? The Broncos are too. So it looks like neither team really <laughs> got the better of either of those quarterback deals. Um, whatever but Cooper Cup is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL he's right up there with Justin Jefferson or I guess we could say Justin Jefferson's right up there with him however you want to look at it for everyone that likes to be super specific I don't care about the wording there's some of the best um, I'm going to stick with Cooper Cup because I think that if I wanted to move on from him I would rather move on to a player who's in a more consistent offense than what the Seattle Seahawks are right now so I'm going to be sticking with Cooper Cup all right so Nate Let's move it back to, you now, Stefan Diggs. I think I know how you're going to go with this one. Would you rather have Stefan Diggs or Jerry Judy in an early 23 first?
1: Yeah. You know, I keep saying, I love those 23 first. And the early one is certainly, certainly worth looking into because if this is a super flex league and I'm pretty sure that team's, you know, that pick's going to be one of the top, two, three, it's it's going to be hard to pass up on this deal because you know it's not going to score me fantasy points now. So if I'm looking long-term, I'm probably going to take the package if I'm going to rebuild because I think once that 23 first gets selected, if it's a top three pick, that player is going to be more valuable in Stefan Diggs next year's startups. Whether it's C.J. Stroud, Bijan Robinson, Jackson Smith, the Jigber, Bryce Young, something like that. They're going to be more valuable in Stefan Diggs a year from now. Get Jerry Judy on top of that. So if I'm going to rebuild, I'm taking that package. You know, it seems like you're selling off Diggs a little low, honestly, but I think this 2023 20 class is going to be good and those top picks are great. But if I'm a contender, got to keep Stefan Diggs because Stefan Diggs, through three games, has 27 receptions, 344 yards, and four touchdowns. He is the number one wide receiver by far for Josh Allen, who is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. If you're trying to win a championship, you have to keep him on your team.
2: On the flip side, Jerry Judy has seven catches for 130 yards and one touchdown.
1: Yeah, not looking super great yet, but yeah. no one really is on that offense. So That's no.
2: true. I mean, Hackett has no idea what he's doing out there, it looks like. So I uh, wonder if that's going to be a one-and-done for the coach in Denver. <laughs> we'll see. I also don't care. So, Chev, we're going to move it to you now. <laughs> Would you rather have A.J. Brown or – c d Lamb and Rashad White. Oh, he's muted. Chev, you're muted. Sorry, man. Sorry about that. Uh,
3: yeah. This one to me is very tough because A.J. Brown, we've seen him come into Philly and be a guy there that is going to be heavily targeted. But also c d. Lamb is a guy who's getting peppered with targets as well. I think he's averaging around 12 targets per game at this point. They throw in Rashad White, who – I mean, we've, we've talked about him a lot on this podcast where he's the next guy up um, there. And, I mean, if Leonard Fournette were to get injured, he's, he's going to be a guy that gets plenty of targets, plenty of rushing opportunities. So I think if you're rebuilding, you definitely have to go CD and Rashad White. I think that's a no-brainer, but I, I really don't know which way I would go. I'm honestly leaning the CD Lamb train way just because I've seen – How many targets he's getting? He's a vital piece of that offense. If he can catch the D balls down the field, I mean, he'd be way up there in PPR points at the moment. And you get Rashad White back, who could be a possible RB two, RB one, if Leonard Fournette were to get injured. Yeah,
2: I actually think the trade's pretty good. Yeah, C.D. Lamb has 34 targets on the year. A.J. Brown has 31. Um, Lamb has 191 yards and one touchdown. A.J. Brown does have 309 yards and uh, one touchdown currently. So uh, the targets are definitely there. Cooper Rush is looking for him. I only anticipate that he does better once Dak gets back. So uh, it's pretty fair. Although I do feel like you could probably get a little bit more right now just because A.J. Brown is playing so well. But moving on. Phil, we're going to talk about Amon Ross St. Brown. So, Pork, would you rather have Amon Ross St. Brown or a mid-23 first,
0: and a mid-23 second? This one's tough for me because that mid-23 first does sound really, really nice, but seeing how Amon Ross St. Brown's been playing this year, averaging about 10 targets a game with Jericho, the Lions offense looks really, really good. Um, I, I think at that point, I think I'm going to take the package just because um, of the potential of the players that's in this 23 class that I can get in that caliber and that mid-23 uh, first. Um, this is nothing to downplay how good Amara has been playing in that offense, but um, we all know Jameson Williams is coming back. I don't think he's going to be able to um, consistently get nine to ten targets a game um, the way he's been playing this year. But again, the offense looks good. I like the way he looks, but that 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 twenty three first kind of puts it over the top for me, and put a little mustard on there for that second. You might be able to get some good value in there.
2: Okay, so pork is moving on from Amund Ross St. Brown, having a great season so far: twenty three catches, two hundred fifty three yards, and three touchdowns. Um, Tried telling you, I don't know if you listened or not, but I guess that means that you <laughs> could probably cut Quintez Cephas now. So
0: probably he should have been cut his rookie season
2: pour one out for my man Quintez. But uh, we shall move on to myself. And I'm going to ask myself would I rather have Drake London or a mid-23 first? I'm going to take the mid-23 first. I think that I would rather go for a guy who could possibly be falling into a better situation than what Drake London is in. It's going to be some question marks at the end of the year. There might be question marks about Arthur Smith, the offense as a whole not targeting Kyle Pitts. I think he has one red zone target in three games this year. Yep. That's criminal. You know what I have to say about that Arthur Smith? What are you kidding me? Yes, thanks Big Mike. Hopefully you get home soon wherever the hell you are. Um I just give me the mid 23 first, especially if I have another first round pick or even a couple seconds. I'll use that to maneuver around and get a player who I think could be substantially better than Drake London. So, See, let- I
1: do have You know, the fact is you you paid a mid if not early mm-hmm. 22 first for Drake London, you should be able to get more yeah. than a 23 first for Drake London right now. You yeah. should be able to get a first and a second, you know, or first and a, you know, a decent flex play, at least with that's some upside. You, up. know, you should, you should be well. getting, you should be getting more. Like I agree. I'm not a huge Drake London fan. So I'll take the 23 mid first, but that's you're, you're selling them at cost when he's only in, you know, his value is only going up from, from when you when you got him in your rookie draft. So you should be able to get more for Drake London.
3: Yeah, and no, he's so- looked good. He's looked good. I mean, there's yes. no reason why you shouldn't be able to get more. And
2: yeah. if anyone is panic selling Kyle Pitts, definitely want to get In him here.
1: <laughs> Let me know. <laughs>
2: all right, so we'll move on. Nate, you're up next. So, Nate, would you rather have Tyreek Hill or, there's a good one, Jahan Dotson, a late 23 first, a mid-23 third, and an early 23 fourth?
1: So- yeah, I mean, all the, there's thirds and fourths. That's just it's 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 not really going to impact my decision You're here. I mean, it's nice to have. I mean, I'll, I'll yeah. take them. I'm not going to complain about them, but they're not really going to impact my decision. They don't have that much, you know, gravity in this situation. Um, I love Jahan Dotson. I think he's going to be the wide receiver one for the Commanders over Terry McLaurin by the end of next year. So, and and I think Tyree Kill. You know, I think Jalen Waddle is number one wide receiver there. And I think Tyree Kill. You know, he's going to be a bit more boom and bust than Jalen Waddle. um Waddle missed some of the game uh, last week, and then Hill was not looking good until Waddle went out. Uh, Waddle did come back in, and he'll continue to look good. But I'm going to take the package here. I'm taking Jahan Dotson. I'm taking a fir- the first-round pick. I know it's late. And they I'll take the little picks on top of that because I just love Jahan Dotson that much. I'll take the picks on top.
2: All right. Yeah, so – it's going with uh, John Dodson, or as Paul, Paul calls him for some reason, Jahan Dodson. Chev, um, <laughs> we're going to move on to you now. Would you rather have T. Higgins or Garrett Wilson in a late 23 first?
3: He's muted mm-hmm. again. I just keep pulling at my heartstrings here, man. I, I mean, T. Higgins, he was my guy in that draft. Garrett Wilson's been my guy. It's, it's so hard to go off of what – I've seen so far because I don't know what he's going to look like or Gary Wilson's going to look like with Zach Wilson coming in. So that really worries me. So I, I'm honestly might just stick with T Higgins at the moment, just because I know he's going to have Joe Burrow for the next few years. But I, I think Garrett Wilson and uh, late 23 first, I don't think that's bad, but I feel like T Higgins has been hyped up so much this off season that you should probably be able to get a little bit more. In my opinion, I just feel like the value for him has just skyrocketed the last five months with all the hype that has been given to him.
2: Also, Garrett Wilson, 32 targets on the season. Look yeah. So he's yeah. definitely racking it up, uh, killing all our Elijah Moore shares out there.
0: But Elijah's going to get his. because Flacco's throwing the ball 59 times a game.
2: I know. Yeah. Kind of has to, I guess, right now. It's on so,
0: pace with her for like.
1: 800 attempts or something like that. It's
2: ridiculous. <laughs> crazy. That is crazy. All right, so, Phil, we're going to kick it back to you now. I should probably be asking Nate this one, but would you rather have Michael Pittman or J.K. Dobbins?
0: This is tough for me because I'm a huge J.K. Dobbins fan, and I, I like what, what I've seen from Michael Pittman this year. I think in this case I might just go on the Michael Pittman side only because of um, just the receiver aspect. of have looked, though, in Dynasty, we have more years with him. Um, J.K. Dobbins, again, uh, is a, an elite, in my opinion, one of the elite running backs that's going to be in this league. But, you know, the shelf life for running backs in this case is, you know, they're, they're slim to none. You know, he's dealing with the injury now. I'm not too sure if it's going to be something that's going to linger um, throughout his career or not. But uh, Michael Pittman. With my with Matt Ryan and I think Week One he had a really 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 good game. Um, he just hyper targets one receiver. We saw what he did with Julio Nine for Jones for one twenty one um, and
2: one in Week One. Yes. Week Two is still respect. I'm sorry, Week Three it was hurt. Eight seventy two. So you're still looking at fifteen point two PPR points, which is not a yeah. bad game either. Even no touchdowns. Sorry, Go ahead.
0: Exactly. No, no, I got what you're saying, but it's, it's more of, you know, I, I think I'm just going to take that productive consistent production. You know, you're going to get with Matt Ryan and even if Matt, even though Matt, to me, Matt Ryan looks kind of cooked. They're going to eventually upgrade to somebody else um after he's gone. And that's going to um skyrocket his, uh his stock even more after uh, Matt is gone as well. So let me, let me get this the pitman side on that one.
2: I can't wait to see what broken down veteran the Colts trade for next year. And it's honestly like, it's, it's crazy it's like
0: they're, super rush better
3: be careful yeah <laughs> they should
2: <laughs> honestly they should be arraigning uh colts ownership for wasting frank reich's offensive talent and jonathan taylor's career
1: they'll probably they're get insane. one of trubisky Mayfield, Darnold, all those guys gonna be free agents. I, right? want, it, I,
2: it. I want I want, I wanted to be Sam Darnold so they could go three and one again, and then everyone's like, "See, see, it's not Sam they Darnold; he wasn't the problem," play. and then they lose Block the next three games. <laughs> so, all right, let's move on to the last one, and that would be myself. So I shall ask myself about Debo Samuel. Would I rather have? Holy crap! Debo Samuel, or a late 23 first, a late 23 second, a mid 23 third, a late 23 third, and a 24 second.
3: And wow. three fab, by the way.
2: Yeah, there's no fab in
3: yep. here.
1: <laughs>
3: of
2: makes it tough. Hey, listen, just want to let everybody know, uh, there was a league where I'm down to like zero quarterbacks and you know i saw mac jones got hurt could miss some time and i had all this extra fab for trading for it so i threw a ton of money on brian hoyer and i threw a little bit of money on bailey Zappi too mac jones misses some time that's why you trade for fab trying to keep myself competitive because it's only week three and the team's one and two but i'm not out of it yet so trade for fab um i still think i'm going to keep debo samuel and here's why The picks are great. I think the compensation package is fine. But if I'm moving Debo Samuel, I want somebody that's in an NFL uniform right now. I would be looking for a guy like I would be taking Debo Samuel and trading for a guy like Michael Pittman and less compensation pick wise or T Higgins who's hurt or Garrett Wilson who's younger. Those are guys that I'd be looking to trade for right now because again it's a late 23 first. If it was a guaranteed earlier mid I'd be probably thinking a little bit differently in the late seconds. Great. The mid third, that's fine too. Cause you could use those and package things up, but I'd rather take somebody that I know could at least give me some consistent production right now. If I'm moving a piece like Debo Samuel, I need something to put my lineup. It's that easy. Even if you're 0 and three, one and two, you're not out of it yet. It's a long season, especially with that extra week, you got one more week to make it count. So um, don't just move stuff for nothing.
3: I mean, how many times have we seen those late firsts? We're so happy about what we're getting in the draft, and then it comes down to when they get drafted. Once you get to the end of the late first, you're like, oh, crap. I really – I'm not too thrilled here now. I wish I would have moved up, or, man, I hope I can move back at this point. I mean, it happens Mm -hmm. almost every year, at least I think so. I mean, some guys' value just plummet down. It sucks, but that's what drafting – that's what it does. That's what happens.
2: Especially in a depleted Devy draft.
1: <laughs> Especially.
2: Well, remember we did our C to C draft. I'm like, can I just give these picks away? Because I don't even want to make picks. <laughs> my did first round pick was Daniel Bellinger.
1: Yeah. Good pick, man. Good pick. <laughs> it,
2: was so, it was it was it was scary out there, man. So that's it. Does anyone else have anything else before we head out for the evening? No, man. Nope, sorry. Cool cool beans let me scroll down so i could look at our really cool sponsors might have some more cool sponsors coming your way stay tuned but until then i'd like to tell you guys about underdog now doing some player picks rivals check out our patreon patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind now offering a 10 percent discount for yearly membership where you can hear dan talk about underdog rivals underdog show every week use the promo code rewind for 100 match $100 deposit. SeatGeek more than just sporting events. Go see Trans-Siberian Orchestra like Vinny. Then he's going to sign up for the Patreon. Use the promo code Dynastry Rewind for $20 off your first purchase. Viridian Global will get the swaggiest gear on the planet. Use the promo code Rewinder for 10% off all Dynastry Rewind merch. So, for course, Nate and Chef, I'm your host Michael Bauer. Until next time, be kind, please rewind. Hope to see you in the Patreon Discord.